0: I'm really scared, man. I'm really scared. All right, I've got to stop. In his defense, he's not that good an actor. The Parapod. A very British ghost hunt. Hello and welcome to the Parapod Podcast, where we argue about the existence of ghosts and ghouls. Skeptic versus believer. The first podcast to be turned into a motion picture. If life after death is real, then what about religion? It's got me scared. I don't want to go down and not up. arranged for you to address a Skeptics' Conference. There's a tonne of people who disagree with me on on every level. I'll be honest with you, I've never seen a ghost. It's like facing your biggest
1: fear. It's the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This September. (laughs) What will you believe? Live from Liverpool, we need to talk about ghosts with Kevin Eustace. Well, how did you like that little advert at the start? That was fan-made by me being the fan for the upcoming Parapod movie. Yes, it was. And in case you didn't know by that terrible American accent, I am me, this is me. um, Sound like a homeless Irishman. Anyway, uh, I'm about to talk in case that wasn't a clue. To one of the hosts of the Parapod, um, Mr. Ian Bolsworth, and in all honesty, it's a highlight of my podcasting career. The only reason you're listening to my voice now is because of the Parapod. When the Parapod stopped after season three, um, I thought, you know what? There's no show where there's a little bit of levity, you know, that I could find anyway, done by an English person. So I, I decided to do this, and now you know, there's been going for a few years. So it's an absolute humbling and joyous experience that I even got to speak to Ian. I've, this is the second interview I've done I've done with him. And we, re, we refer to the first one. Obviously it was a terrible time for Ian at the time. But you'll hear all about that. Um but yeah if you haven't checked out the Parapod, what are you doing? Go and listen to the three series because they're hysterical. Even today I still quote parts of that show and laugh out loud. Yes I look insane. Um but you know you'll hear in this interview just how how much of a an affable likeable person ian is as well we talk about skepticism the whole gamut of the film um paranormal stuff east drive you know the black monk of pontefract or fred as he apparently likes to be known and uh yeah was just a wonderful time that i had during this interview and it really like ticks a box as to why you do this as a podcaster getting to meet people like ian real inspirational guy genuinely so if you haven't already go and check out the podcast the parapod and be sure to keep an eye out for the film. That's the key thing. The film is coming out in September in selected series, selected series, selected cinemas, and we run through a list of where it's showing at the end. And it's also coming on video demand, video on demand, even very soon. But in the meantime, I will now. I, I, I owe a few people a Patreon song, don't I? Because don't forget when you sign up to Patreon, I sing your name out as a thank you. So we're going to do that first. On um, today's Patreon, we're going to talk about reincarnation. Yes. And we're going to do that shortly after this So I'm just going to record that in a minute And then it'll be up on the Patreon feed If you want to become a Patreon, you get those shows There's over a hundred of them over there And I sing your name out And I'm about to sing thank you to a few people right now The guitar is well and truly out So thank you to Emily Sargent, Amory Butler, Jessica Kutcher, Eleanor Carey and Tony Cassidy This song is for you Yeah Emily Sargent, Anne-Marie Butler, Jessica Kutcher too. Eleanor Carey, Tony Cassidy, you got the extra shows and a ramble each week. (laughs) Ended it on a seventh there, so yes, you not only get loads of extra shows, once a week I do a little ramble where I don't talk about the paranormal, I just talk bubbles and try to make you laugh. Sorry, I'm trying to put the guitar down without breaking it success until you're a clatter bang in a minute anywho thank you guys sincerely go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts that's patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts don't forget you can also send your ghost stories in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. all gratefully received and until next week this is the fantastic interview and you can hear me being an absolute kiss ass at the start and i'm not even embarrassed because He's wonderful. Uh, this is the interview I've done through the week with the wonderful Mr. Ian Bolsworth Enjoy. Okay, so if all has gone to plan, at the start of this episode there should have been a very dodgily thrown together advert for an upcoming film. And if you haven't heard that, it's because it was absolute dog and I decided to bin it at the last minute. But that film is for the wonderful gentleman that I am very fortunate to have on the show this week. It is the wonderful Mr. Ian Bolsworth. Hello, Ian. Hi, mate. you, mate. You're right. I'm not too bad.
0: Thank you. How are you? I'm OK. Do you know what? I was thinking before we started doing this. Yeah. The last time we did an interview, you and hmm. I, it was ever so brief. It was in the street. What's that street called? Where it it was um, Bold Street.
1: You were about to interview Sean Ryder, wasn't you, I think?
0: I was, yeah. I was about to go into what what I would consider to be one of the most horrific live events in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> With retrospect, never have stood in front of such a shower of, I don't know what your language rules are. <laughs> no,
1: no, go for it. Yeah.
0: What, no whatever word you thought i was going to say then it, it is that word
1: yeah I'll I'll, <laughs> use, I'll I'll use three a shower of scally shite because it unfortunately they can be they can, there's a bad side to this city there's a wonderful side to it but like everywhere there's yeah, a bad side
0: yeah no of course yeah i'd be i'd be resistant to say to to pin it on liverpool in this on this, yeah. instance, this instance i don't think it was i mean i've stood in front of audiences were <laughs> yeah. well that isn't that just scousers yeah, <laughs> I've yeah definitely done that but on this occasion I don't think it was exclusively that um but it was also my dad I'd, I'd come from my dad's deathbed if you remember
1: yeah, yeah I do yeah and
0: um that was really nice how you changed your tone to yes. see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> empathetic yeah. that's yeah, well, well, no, I, we, you
0: know it's me team. yeah well no we know we knew he was about to die he was imminently about to die and I I still went and did this Q&A thing um which I could be judged on for even going, but it just felt like yeah, like he, he would certainly go, oh, go on, go and do it. Go, yeah. go and get it. So we did that. And we'd arranged this interview, brief interview yeah. to promote the film phase one, the first time around. So I was thinking about that. In fact, I just wrote something about it on my Patreon as well. Sort of, sort of about it. it. It refers to it. Yeah. And I was thinking yeah. about that before we started chatting, just like, it, wasn't it another life wasn't it like the yeah. whole thing was just so different and and I don't remember anything about that interview I remember really enjoying meeting you yeah. I remember it was a nice chat and it was actually quite a nice part of my day because it were, it were, it had been a horrible day yeah, even God. before the rider incident <laughs> Christ as I now call it <laughs> yeah. it had you know I'd been a, you know on someone's on my dad's deathbed in yeah. Warrington you know so it was like I was so dazed and all over the place when we did that chat. So yeah, I, was, I, re- I was kind of, I was grateful though to just chat to someone, to a straight, to a friendly stranger at that yeah.
1: point. No, thank you. Good. I get, I get that. Um, but I remember when we started the interview and you said because I didn't know at that point, and then we started the interview and um, sorry before we started, you said what well, obviously where you'd been with your dad and stuff. And um, yeah, I remember saying to you, Are you still alright to crack on, and, and you know, rightly not rightly so, but you know, as people do, you're like, well,
0: what more can you do? You know, you've yeah, got to crack exactly. On. Exactly that, and and do you know what the awful the awful thing about that night is now retrospectively, where I would go, oh perhaps I shouldn't have gone and done that that Q and A.
1: Yeah,
0: is because um because he wasn't conscious, of my dad at this point. Yeah. Um, but whilst I was there at that gig, um, he woke up briefly, oh, you know. and it was the last time he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, so I went back to the hospital that night. Yeah. And then I saw him the next day and then and then that was him, so you know we knew it was an imminent thing, but yeah. that's the only part of it uh which rub you yeah. the wrong way, sort of thing a, a little bit, but my brother my brother was there, my mum was there, and, and my brother said he you know he was <laughs> he was in a bit of distress, really, yeah, yeah, um but I
1: get what you mean, I do get what you mean it's um you know as you say, as opposed to being there, you unfortunately, you had somebody going, ask him this lad, and you're like, okay.
0: It was that, but but well, I think all audiences should always treat performers as if they've just come from their father's deathbed. So yeah. I don't mean to be, you know, that they have to be patronising to them or yeah. treat them with gloves, but I think there should always be the respect of going, well, you don't know what's happening yeah. in someone's real life other than that. so So basic human courtesy. Should be a prerequisite of any live performance. That's why I've always thought that.
1: No, no, I, I completely, I do completely agree with you. And um, and um, for those who are aware of of Ian's storied career, um, obviously you you started off in stand up yourself, didn't you? And yeah, um, yeah comedy and obviously you made made your name that way and then and now like I, and this is the where i mentioned prior to it said so i'm going to get a little bit sickly with praisey and i'll I'll get that out the way so it's Good. not really awkward but, uh, at least 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could do it for longer but um <laughs> <laughs> but sincerely um you know the, you're there's very few people that i like um i look up to and when i say i look up to i mean that with the greatest respect as in like yeah. I've noticed that you from listening to the parapod and hearing how you are and hearing you you you're kind of as much as I can know it through listening to a podcast hearing your journey and starting the mental podcast that you started yeah. and hearing you speak quite openly about you and your life and where you want your life to go and also largely what I take from from yourself is inspirational wise is and I, I mean this genuinely it's not just it's not just faff. Is where you seem to have, have, have took note of your own self worth and certain decisions you've made and chasing your own s- self sufficiency really it is absolutely mm-hmm. an inspiration. Genuinely, it's that's not you know that, that's not waffle. And it's I thought I I, thought, I wanted to let you know that because I've I've always thought I wonder if certain people when they're out and about and they've got an element of fame and the you know they're just going about their daily lives. I wonder if they actually understand that there's some grey haired tit with a microphone thinking. You know what? He's really inspired me to to do something there. You know, and the at the other end of the spectrum.
0: Well, it it, it this is quite nice, isn't it? Because it started with me complimenting you for being a kindly stranger <laughs> at that point, and you know complimenting me for for I'm shaping sorry. your existence. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, okay, the show I wasn't. was I was joking. Um, I, I y- yes, is, is the short answer. I think you do understand it. I think there's no harm in being reminded from time to time. Not that I th- I don't think I'm particularly needy in that respect yeah uh, or, or i certainly like to think i'm not like maybe yeah. other people would argue that but i like to think i'm not needy in that respect but i also at the same time um it's a nice thing to hear a uh, slightly embarrassing thing sometimes you know from a uh humility perspective i suppose and you don't want to get too too cocky in yourself but i do kind of it, uh, uh, my career movements such as they've been and my attitude to what we could I uh, guess term my public facing persona mm. um and even and I, and I hesitate to use the word persona in that yeah. because it's it isn't a, I'm, I'm not pretending yeah it's exactly, not, a, yeah. It's not, it's not performance it's not a persona if you like it is what I'm like but obviously it's there's bits that I will hold back, or yeah,
1: or exaggerate, or whichever. But it's all yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But only a, only a little bit of that now, really. Mm. But I think it's um it, it, for me, it's it, it's the journey's been one of necessity more than anything else. You know, it's been more one of uh, it's not that I had a master plan but yeah. that I went, hey, I'll do this and I'll do this and because it. It, to be honest with you, if I had a master plan, I'd have probably done it better. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's one of them where that you know that when I've followed my instincts, generally speaking, it's been all right. It's not yeah. been, it's not had longevity that I could just stick with one thing. So you know, if we go back to uh, the Parapod came about, the Parapod podcast came about because I was in a double act before that, Peacock yeah. and Gamble, with Ed Gamble, me and Ed Gamble, um, that had just and we'd done decent and we had you know decent fan base and audience and stuff and. You know the live shows were good, but which couldn't, which we which wasn't quite happening.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it was it was successful, but for some, for some reason there was a frustration in us that it wasn't enough, um, and and I, and we both reacted very differently to that. So Ed went off and followed his path. You know, he does like telly stuff and that, and I went off and followed my path of, um, like I like the word "auteur." You know, yeah. it might sound quite wanky to say it, but I like that idea of just managing my own um uh, creative output yeah and and doing the things that i want to do because that's what i was doing already but it wasn't working because i was trying to fit a square peg in a round hole so when i went off to do that i you know that the parapod came about out of a, a bit of panic and a bit of necessity it was like well i need to do something else yeah you know, we've gone our separate ways.
1: So, whether you and, can I ask, just on, sorry to jump in on the um, I, so obviously, the, the 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 parapod, and it's a really interesting thing. This I've got, I've got, he says himself like what I think are interesting questions, but we'll see, we'll see how far <laughs> there you go. He said himself modestly, but uh,
0: um, I, I, I will let that's that's your last bit of self deprecation that I'm going to let slip. So, you I'll know, let what that, you know, what? It it's, go. it's, it's quite, quite
1: one. I was going to say, you know, it's quite funny actually. Um, you've told me off on Twitter for being self-deprecating previously because i i have done a couple of stand-up gigs very very new startery low-level things they went quite well but one weekend obviously i was a fan of yourself and one weekend i think you were playing hot water comedy club on the sunday or tell like maybe the friday and i was playing it on the sunday and i tagged you in a tweet a while back, ages years ago and said um if you're in liverpool and you come to see me and you, or you're looking to go to a comedy gig, don't go to mine, go to this and, like, to your gig. And you replied, <laughs> in block capitals, Idiot. no, go to your gig. And you're basically saying sharpen your own sword. But I remember, yeah. I remember thinking when I read it, oh, shit, I was trying to be all Mr. Like, hey, hey, hey. And obviously, you're quite right, too self-deprecating.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry if I, made, if I made you feel silly. I wouldn't have been trying to do that. But Oh, but no, it, no, it no. Been, um, it, It's... Uh, <sighs> Again, it's like that sort of thing's hugely appreciated,, uh, but I don't think you need to be ruthless, yeah, to look at your own interests. you know that that so that, I think in particularly entertainment, because that's my primary knowledge of it, there seems to be an all or nothing attitude to it. It's like no you either be cutthroat and ruthless and fiercely ambitious and dead eyed, and you yeah. do everything and stamp on necks all the way through to get to the top or you just fall to the wayside and yeah. and it was that that always felt and people do subscribe to that by the way I'm not saying that's not a thing mm. but it always felt to me well why has it got to be all or nothing why has it got to be like that? surely you can sustain a, a living that you're content with and I don't just mean financially I mean in terms of your creative satisfaction yeah surely you can sustain that without you know well without having to go on whatever program and yeah know, yeah and, and dumb down what you do or yeah. pander to the lowest common denominator or, or whatever. Surely there's a way of doing it where you can stay true to what you believe is your own ethos yeah. and also be successful, which is sort of what, I, I mean, that all came into huge fruition in the last 18 months, Yeah, which is that I decided I, I wasn't enjoying stand-up anymore. I, I couldn't bear being in those rooms anymore. I was noticing a difference in the audience's. Uh, which I laid at the feet of people who had trained those audiences to expect something different yeah. and behave in certain ways, and I was like, I don't want any partners anymore. So I started to negotiate the journey of going right. How do I come away from doing live stuff? Hmm. I have an audience, albeit a relatively small one, but I have an audience and relatively loyal audience as well in the in the main, and 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 sort of cultivate, yeah. Uh, a a a a package of uh, creativity, yeah, that you can di- put directly in their hands and bypass all the rest of it. Yeah,
1: and you see that that seems to have been really successful for. I mean, we'll we'll go in later on to um to some other stuff. Uh, you know, you you it's hard to you, you can't put you in a in a in a in a certain box right now. You know, it's, it's annoying you, that isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it has been your regular for a <laughs> um but before we get on to that obviously the 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 reason why i know of you is because i'm i'm a paranormal believer for i know that um we'll, we'll move on swiftly from that but um
0: no, no no don't no no absolutely don't i i did an interview recently where the same thing came up and it's like i am i am only confrontational with buffoons yeah. <laughs>
1: well give me time give me time um but um, what well, was obviously, I know you through the Parapod because I went searching for paranormal podcasts. The Parapod came up, and for anyone who's listened to the show who hasn't yet listened to the Parapod, I don't think there'll be many of you because it is a highly successful show. But go and check it out because the dynamic is obviously Ian is a skeptic, uh, but a, a, an educated skeptic, and Barry. Well, I don't want to say an uneducated believer because he's not. He's a, he knows his stuff about the subject very well. Barry. Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like like, just just at the moment, Cow, just keep in mind, just think, could he sue me for saying this? Right? And and he couldn't. So if you say he's an uneducated believer, he would not win in court for like (laughs) (laughs) fair play yeah okay (laughs) and um but
1: what what i was gonna what i would say is that it's it would be very wrong for anyone listening who's not listening to the parapod to assume that it is just as two comedians one's a skeptic one's a believer and the skeptic just batters the believer through the ground what it actually gives you if you're a believer in the paranormal and barry even acknowledges this towards the end of the show uh, end of the series even is you come away with some critical thinking tools in your arsenal and i think barry yeah. kind of acknowledges that when there's actually one really funny episode where you are kind of goading not goading and he's saying it you're saying what do you do and he's like oh, find dates, find dates, what else do you do? And it like, ask for names. And it's, it's like a
0: school lesson, but it's brilliant. Yeah, it totally is that. But I think sometimes sometimes it comes to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes when you talk to someone and they're just not getting it, sometimes yeah. it does come to just talking to them like they're fine. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, obviously that was done deliberately, comedically. But, of course, yeah. Um, um, No, I have a... Uh, I have to be careful how I say it, because I really don't want to sound like a wanker, but I, I have a a, a vague pride, not vague, it's quite potent, pride in when I listen back to those episodes, which I don't do regularly, but I've been listening to some recently because of the promotion for the film, just to yeah. make sure I was fresh with it all. Um, a, a, a my manner of expressing things and expressing critical thinking, which I'm not. Trained in, it you know, it's not. It's just something that it's just life experience. That's all yeah. that comes down, to, really. And and it also comes from getting it wrong many many times before the recording started. You know that you, you learn, and you and and from being. You know, I, I used to believe in. I used to be religious as a kid, I and mean, you know, I used to believe in ghosts as a kid, and all. Yeah. That. So I've I've come from the inside. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've experienced all the different uh, belief systems that that yeah. you can have within these things. So I'm coming from a, a, a relatively, for me personally, decent amount of research.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, it's I, interesting I you know. see that because I know I, I, I did want to ask you, actually, on the one of the shows, um, one of the series even, on the Parapod, uh, and we'll get to the film very shortly, but um, I did want to ask, there's one particular bit where you're asking Barry what fairy story, <laughs> as, as yeah. you say, is he he's going to bring up to discuss and... Um, and you were kind of a bit disappointed that he didn't choose Bally Rectory. And then you yeah. said that it was one that you've actually got a bit of a connection with because it was one that you really kind of had a, a lot of belief in as a child. Is and that
0: right? yeah, yeah, absolutely did. However, what happened in the when the episode that he did bring up Bally Rectory, mm. I realised quite how little gold there was to mine in there. Yeah, Because all the only statement I had really was, oh, it used to scare me as a kid. Mm. And it's like, and, and that's the end of the story, you know, <laughs> right. you know. We, you know, we, we, we sort of were brought up in this, the same rough area, you know. Yeah, rough. <laughs> I don't mean literally. I mean, yeah, just, I'm from Hyatt, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean that. I mean like we're both in the northwest, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would have been a truism a, a, across the area, or maybe even across the the UK. Full stop. But the Retrie was certainly a very potent uh, ghost story that people just. It was There's one of those new. times where the, 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 there seemed to be no sceptics. It was a time yeah. where it was like, no, it is the most haunted place ever. And <laughs> yeah. It's just a fact. It's just stated as a fact. And you say a fact to a kid and a kid just then believe that they don't go, well, hang on a minute. Or very few kids do that. And I certainly didn't Yeah, as a kid. I wasn't going, well, hang on a minute. I wasn't yeah, like yeah. this as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you gained no, the scepticism. Yeah, yeah. I just accepted it completely. So, But I, I didn't really have out to say about it. Yeah. To, to be honest, I, I didn't, and and so it was a slight misstep, I think, on my part to to uh, push Barry to talk about that because I didn't really have much say. You know, bodily Retrie, really, as as we know, I mean, yeah. believers and skeptics will, will, I, I would imagine, both agree, it's a pretty open and shut case now. You know, yeah. It was it was to do with. You know, people having affairs and stuff. Exactly. Was, yeah. That's yeah. What it's actually all about. That's what all the bangs were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The logic. Blamed, blamed on a ghost. Exactly that. So, 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 so you yeah, know. just um, well, sorry,
1: just uh, because I know, you know, I don't want to take all your day up and I want to, I want to go into, into the film because the, that's, it's amazing. It's literally it's the first podcast to be made into a feature film. Is that right? Yeah. We,
0: yeah. Well, well, here's the thing so that's been it's been semi debated in certain quarters, yeah, and my my contention is it's the first podcast where the format of the podcast yeah has become the movie right. so th- there are other examples like there was Kevin Smith's one that he did the I forget what it's even called, but there was one that they had the idea for the film on their podcast, right. and then so that's not it, the so. same well I, well I I don't think it is I no, think there's I don't another think so. one which is is it um Dan Harmon is that the guy? Am I getting the right guy there? Who is he? He's a writer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know of him. It, it, he,
0: apparently, he had a podcast that he then made a film a, a, from. But it was the film was a documentary about making the podcast. It was right. about, as I understand it, yeah. So yeah. I guess there's things where you could argue it, and you could say, well, the, this podcast became a film as well. But with the Parapod, a very British ghost on it, as it's called, it. It, it's a direct transferring of the debates we have in the podcast into movie, exactly. Yeah, or within a road trip. So, so the whole thing is a road trip of the UK, where we go around the UK to all these places that Barry drags me to. I think it would be fair to say, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and, and tries to you know his his raison d'être within the movie is to to prove it to me because before we yeah. were just sat down chatting, and we did a special from East Drive in the first at the end of the first series. Where he took me to East Drive, and that, for me personally, I think is my finest podcast hour in terms of the. It's fantastic, the yeah. Um, but uh, uh, b- beyond that, he he wasn't able to to demonstrate it. You know, it, it it was all.
1: It was so well just, done as a, as an as an episode. Um, it was two parts, wasn't it? I think. Um, it was two parts yes yes and but it was so well done given that you don't have the visual i've always thought how when you said you were going to do it you're going to do like almost as live there i remember thinking how are you going to get that across and it was done so well um the end of that first episode actually put the fear of god into me and i was like this is it ian's getting it now this is you know
0: (laughs) this is it the devil's arrived well this is what that what you just said is also something you left as a a similar (laughs) as a comment on my Patreon, which then led me to go, I'm going to write about that, <laughs> yeah. what I've done. Actually, I can tell you oh, they've been out on Patreon already, so I can just tell you now. Uh, so what it's about basically is my contention that how I behave in these uh, you know, purportedly haunted places yeah. gives the same experience to the people around me as the story they subscribe to. So, right. my, so my contention is that the way I behave when I'm chucking marbles and I mean, <laughs> it's generally better than that, but I'm using that as a as a quick yeah, example. Yeah. When I'm doing stuff to scare people, you know, ostensibly Barry in, a, in in my experiences, he is getting the same thrill that he gets from going in there, believing there are ghosts there, right? And and thinking, oh, what was that tap? The same. He's getting the same scares. Yeah. but at the end yeah. of it he doesn't have to subscribe to the belief that there's a ghost there but the I actual see. experience itself is identical
1: yeah. yeah and and
0: I, and I think it would be a, a fair generalization to say that many people who subscribe to the paranormal and belief in the paranormal and who go to on ghost hunts and all that sort of thing that the, a major driver for them is the fear factor is the is the it's like watching a scary movie or whatever yeah. It's the I guess what I do is more akin with a scary movie. So what I do in those places is, is more similar to something that is that is fictional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you subscribe to it in the moment, you will get the same scares as you would get by just believing it's actually there.
1: Yeah. Which
0: Very interesting. Is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think it is.
1: It is, yeah. It, so, is. it is really good. I mean, obviously, and also the... East Drive is um is going to be the one place that all of our listeners here will, will know of. It's Third East Drive. It's the Black Monk of Pontefract, or Fred, if you want to use his non-Sunday name. And um,
0: it's not even his name. That it's not even his name in real life. Michael. Oh, is it? In, oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot about Michael. Yeah. I knew he had a third oh, name, Father Michael. So goodness knows why they call him Fred, and <laughs> even more, even more goodness knows why he answers to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, it is. <laughs>
1: It's a it's a pivotal part. Obviously, it's a pivotal part of the Parapod as a series, with it only being three series uh, in in duration. And then of the film, obviously, you go into East Drive to do. You you filmed a few nights there, correct? It, it, like a few it ran over a few days the filming
0: in East Drive. It, it, I think we were there for three nights. I think how it's presented in the film. It's not intentionally presented this way, but how it comes across in the film is that we're only there one night. Right. Okay. Um, but in reality, we were there for three nights.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, the director and up... of the film... Sorry, I've interrupted you there. Sorry. What, no, you're fine. Um, I was going to say, sorry. The... And the director for the film is Bill Bungay,
0: isn't it? Is, um, no. the the parap... is, is it not? I'm the director of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. There's you getting out of that box yeah. again. He, he's he's a producer of the film. So right. really... Sorry. Uh, I mean, he's, he's credited in most places as the producer of the film. Okay. Um, on the film itself, the, pro- the producer credit is myself and Bill. Yeah. Um, so, so no, he, he didn't direct it at all. He he produced it, and and uh, I, I'm always keen to point out with that that his interference was minimal, it, like, yeah. it, and, and that's being even that's unkind. You know, he didn't interfere at all. It, what what I will always credit Bill with, who owns East Drive, yeah, is is uh, for example when when I was putting the film together, I, I was playing with the idea of going, do you know what? I might set a summer up for the audience. So not just for right. Barry, I might set some up that we present as real. Okay. Controversial, but yeah,
1: for a full yeah, film yeah, without, yeah. without disclosing at the end, of course.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was, I was considering doing that. Yeah. And I, uh and I, I mooted that to him and he was like adamant. No, no. He said, we, we don't fake anything. If we get nothing, we get nothing, but we don't fake anything. Perfect. So his, his, his narrative certainly is one of that he wants the facts presenting. Yeah, he, he uh, wants an authentic can, case sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, completely. So, uh, so I would credit him with that. Really, you know, and he—I he,
1: mean—he's an interesting cat as well, isn't he? Because he—he um, did direct the film when the lights go out, which was the the never, the directed,
0: film. Anything. never directed anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop directing as a director. he, yeah, he, yeah. Andy mean, Terman, he is. No, he, he produced when the lights went out, okay. which is how he ended up acquiring East Drive. Well, I quite bought it. Yeah. Um, when the lights went out, as your listeners and yourself know, is is loosely based on the reported events that happened at East Drive. Yeah. And uh, albeit with it, it's renamed within the film and the characters are renamed, but there are you know huge parallels with the reality of what happened, what purportedly happened. Yeah. Um, so, so he produced that movie, but I think he was quite hands-on with the film as well, as I understand it. You know, I think he was probably more hands-on than he's been with the Parapod.
1: Yeah, and um, he filmed that. It was all filmed in East Drive as well. That film wasn't it? And, um, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Christ, it, it was, I'm all, full of non-facts no. today, Wait, mate. I, I understand that you've not seen it. I, I, wish, <laughs> I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't filmed in East Drive. So what what happened was. It was filmed in a different house. Yeah, but Bill then, when the film was completed, he bought East East Drive was for sale yeah. at this point, so he bought East Drive, um, which I, I believe was a pinch. You know, uh, it's just an end terrace in yeah. in Westport. You know, perfectly nice house. You could do something with it, really. But that's it. Was wasn't in great repair or anything like that. So he yeah. bought it uh, to have the premiere of when the lights went out in the house. Right. So. A premiere for uh, it was two lads I think that went in who won the competition.
1: Yeah, seen the competition. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, they, they did a big premiere there. Big premiere. They did a little premiere <laughs> yeah. with a lot of publicity and stuff that they were watching the film in the in house.
1: the haunted ha- alleged haunted house. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, So, see, even you're saying it now.
1: I know. Yeah, whitewashed. Uh, it. <laughs> uh,
0: so that's how he acquired it. And and at that point, it wasn't being hired out to go seekers or anything like that. It was just a it Just that's where it happened. That house over there. Yeah, and. uh, he, he just started, again, as I understand it, he started getting inquiries from people. Can we come in? Yeah. Can we come in and have a look around? And then eventually that just became a viable business. So he, he was going to just sell it on straight oh,
1: okay. after. I bet he's and happy he, did he didn't it. now. I've seen some of the prices they charge to go in.
0: Yeah, well, it, again, that's that's another one of them things where I'm like, I, I I find it quite difficult to be overly judgmental of that. Oh, Because, yeah? no? because I just feel like, as we were discussing about that experience, the experience of like people go in there and get terrified—that's fine. That's yeah. what they wanted to. have. That's what the night they wanted to have. Yeah, of course. If they
1: were, you know, and they
0: want to pay for that, then that's fine. And if he's he's fine to charge for it as well. Yeah. And it, you know, it's not like he's—he's he's not ripping
1: uh, anyone off. They're they're paying for an experience think, that they're choosing to pay for.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think I, I don't know what the prices are on East Tribe. I would point blank refuse to pay them myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, again. Great. On the um, on the East Drive front, there's another interesting character that I know appears in the films, and she appears on uh, the co- podcast. On the podcast, also yeah, the is cost, yeah, yeah. the podcast
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> is um, is Carol the neighbor. And the yeah. first time you ran into her, it was again yeah. the the dynamic of believer versus skeptic. But she was very defensive and and looked like yeah, sounded yeah, yeah. like she was ready to go for your throat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, how's your relationship with Carol evolved since then? Like, it's all, is, um...
0: it's all, well, the movie I think is is pretty intense. The, yeah. the, the 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 bit she appears in the movie is pretty intense. Um, you know, where we we butt heads a little bit there. But my yeah. my tactic, such as it was, with Carol, because I'd heard a lot about Carol before I met her. Yeah, like nothing could prepare me for what I then was confronted with. She is a <laughs> force of nature. She, like she really is. She's a force of nature. In, in many ways, I adore her. you know like, I, I, I really like her. Uh, and she's good like she's good podcast and she's good movie. you know she's, yeah. she's great. Um, she's a real character. Uh, but with the original podcast, my my well I even want to say tactic, that's wrong. My natural way of being. Mm. is i'm a nice boy yeah <laughs> i'm polite <and> I'm <laughs> and i want to be rude to someone for no reason and i'm you know i'm not like that yeah um that's where i say the persona thing is like when you hear the power you're only hearing fighty ian
1: yeah of course yeah
0: <laughs> but, but i'm not i'm not like that in real life of course i would be courteous and i think it took her off guard because she came in Proper ready for a scrap. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, right? and you you believe
0: it try and disprove it, you don't believe any of this. I'm gonna have him and it's like and I was just so what ends up coming out is one person speaking very calm and considered. Yeah. And another person just screaming in the face. <laughs> so exactly that kind of play my hands, really.
1: Yeah, there was a really um, good point I- on the podcast actually, which is hysterical, where she says, All right, then you tell me how a four-year-old ghost can arrive and throw things around and you yeah. just very calmly go, it can't <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. It is, well that's a again that's a tactic of people that i would consider to be uh a, a, aggressive aggressive evangelists for this sort yeah. of thing um one of the tactics inherent therein is stating a falsehood and then saying so you tell me how that can be true yeah. so a, a psychic will go and I said to this person this, this, and this, and they said this, and then I said this. Now, you tell me, how did I know that? And yeah. it's like, because uh, it, that didn't just happen in front of me. That was a story you were telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't I have to, have known that. I have it, to accept it that all was gospel. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Here's, a, here's a
1: question for you then, Ian. Um, so at, like, I was, I was thinking about this. So, there will be a lot of people, EOS. So, for myself, really, uh, like, yeah. I, I know of you because I, I, I searched for a paranormal podcast. And I would argue it will be even more so in like 12 months' time when people have got a chance to digest and see the film and become fans even more. Um, How does it feel as as someone who's sceptical, who realistically could arguably be classed, especially in the last 12 months and definitely in the next 12 months, as someone who's really high up within the paranormal community?
0: (laughs) I don't think I (laughs) am. No, no, seriously, I think so. Um, I, well, I don't know if I am or not. I, I, I have fallen into being a professional sceptic. My yeah. initial raison d'etre was, that. Me, uh, the, sorry, my initial MO, I guess, for for the Parapod was, is myself and Barry. Barry uh, had somehow got my phone number. And he was <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> true. I was meant to interview him on a radio show that I used to do.
1: Yeah.
0: And I didn't interview him because he didn't pick the phone up. So I made him come back every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, there's penance for that. You've got to come back every week <laughs> and do it every week, which he did. It was kind of funny. But meantime, he started calling me and telling me about ghost stuff. I think he thought I believed in ghosts. Right. Um, I'm confident because he was saying, we-, we can go into East Drive. And I went, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll happily go into East Drive. This is before we were recording any of it. Yeah. And then he, then he called me like a week later and said, right, I've arranged it. Um, it- You'll you left- have So it's 50 quid. I went, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm-, I'm not paying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we didn't go then, and I and I, st- I stood fast with that—that that I wasn't going to pay to go in. Yeah. Um, and then I eventually just said, "We should definitely start recording these conversations." But like, there's hundreds of hours of PowerPod that were never recorded. It was happening wow. most nights where he was calling me. Yeah. And it was just, and I was laughing so much, and I was tying in knots so much. And His frustration was coming out. I was like, we should really start recording this. I'm looking for another podcast to do. Yeah. We should start doing it. I thought of the name PowerPod, and I think that we went through some other incarnations first, and we couldn't use those names and then uh, just just set it up as a thing. Yeah. And Barry was reluctant initially to do it because I'd been in previous podcasts that I'd done, yeah. And that had a big fan base, and he didn't want to feel like he was replacing anyone or anything. I was like, it's a totally different thing. So um, so yes, yeah, so it, it all came about that way. I was just trying to make a funny podcast that was yeah. and that was interesting too. So I, I again so going full circle to what we were discussing earlier on, the the pride that I have within the PowerPod is that I developed my critical thinking within it or, or yeah. honed it to a presentable level. I think I did that in my real life anyway, but I was yeah. able to incorporate that into a into something that was performative ultimately. So and and that became particular because the third series of the Parapod was conspiracies. Yes. Which yes. now, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm relatively confident in 200 years' time, should the world still exist, yeah. I'll be held up as some sort of Nostradamus figure. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I was. You know that what is happening right now, it's it's live. It's happening right yeah. now. Is exactly what I said would happen if this was left unchecked. You know, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. if this conspiracy ideal the QAnon Q-A and,
1: and all this carry on and
0: yeah yeah that, that, that wasn't you know prevalent in society at that the point we were recording that but yeah. I, I had an inkling it was getting dangerously close mm-hmm. um which has since morphed into me going it's it's kind of not cute anymore so so even the parapod now I'm like I'm, I'm really glad that I'm on that pulling rank yeah because I, th- I think belief in unsubstantiated stuff currently is pretty dangerous. Yeah, so if you predisposed to believe anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, needs- that's the, the thing which they listen to the parapod really. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not, when I say I'm not a stupid believer, that could be like a, um, a nonsense statement really, couldn't it? If to somebody who's, who's diehard skeptic, but um, you know, it no, does no, give you I those think- tools of questioning.
0: Yeah, well, exactly that. No, I I wouldn't apply that to you. It's when I said to you earlier on, I only shout at the foods. And even then, it's only after I've heard them talk for a long time. Yeah, when they've (laughs) tied them on loose. Yeah. Yeah, I have got no issue with people believing what they believe, even stuff that can't tangibly be proven, right? So I, I don't really have an issue with that that's a personal belief system that's something that they believe themselves same as religion if it's a personal relief, belief system all well and good that's fine you live your life by your own rules it's when that becomes an imposition into wider society so when you start mm. having that attitude and going well i'm not wearing a mask
1: yes because exactly,
0: yeah. they're injecting yeah. us with this this and, that. and it's like when that starts being broadcast as mm. a as a doctrine that's a terrifying thing but i have no issue with someone who has a belief system that is based on uh the accumulation of their own experience if if yeah. someone feels like they felt something in a haunted house and they subscribe to that and they, they want to believe that and that, that that's doing no harm to no one they can believe that completely and who am i to dispute it ditto religion ditto. so i think from the little i know about you kevin in reality I, it, it certainly seems and the bits i've heard of your, of your stuff that you're not just flying in blind. You know, you do yeah. that. There's a consideration of the evidence, a collating of the evidence, which you then ultimately make your own decision on. I've not, I've no yeah. problem with that. Someone thinks about it. I've got no problem with it at all. Yeah. Um, I just have a problem with blind faith that then extends beyond. Yeah. When it gets dangerous uh, and
1: forced on other people. Yeah.
0: Of. Yeah. I do yeah. feel that. I, like I do feel that. And it's might be quite an obvious thing to say really now, but um. That's where I start getting a bit fighty, and even then, I don't think I'm rudely confrontational. Generally speaking, no, no, no. I if mean, it, anyone who had, heard your introduction,
1: in yeah, well, like you said about the introduction with Carol, that, that was all set up prior. Um, of, well, I, I, as a listener anyway, was assuming this is going to go off here, and um, yeah, yeah. and you were
0: exceptionally, you know,
1: yeah, exceptionally, <laughs> exceptionally pleasant and polite with Carol.
0: Um, well, like, off the record, as in things that haven't been well, they have been recorded, but she didn't know they were being recorded. But I've never put them out because she 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 would say this isn't for this, you know. Yeah. And then she'd say, something. like Carol, as a, as a psychic, has said some really awful things to me, yeah, like wow. like really awful, you know, things yeah. that messages from the other side, right. And and I I, I I mean it happens in the movie a little bit, but I, yeah. I think in the movie it's just. She's utilizing her um, uh, her, her convenient <laughs> sort of frame of reference. Yeah. Just <laughs> have a go at me. <laughs> right. Okay. So there's one bit where she goes, and they're saying, you were just like this as a kid. You just want <laughs> to be right. And all <laughs> this sort of stuff. And it's like, the thing is, as I told you earlier on, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like that as a kid. I believed in ghosts as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so- Whoever you're chatting to didn't know me as a kid in that case, (laughs) and that's demonstrably true, you know. Um, So, you know, but then things are like, well, that's just part and parcel of it, and I'm big enough to to take that within the moment and to laugh at it within the moment, rather than go, "That's an awful thing you just said." Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's a tame example. Like there are things that tell me about about partners, and there's things she's telling me about. Family members being poorly and stuff like, like stuff like that yeah. that, uh, that are a bit more like even though I'm robust enough
1: yeah it's a bit like We're back bit off like, Carol you come on be saying that to people <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> that's terrible even if right I always think that you know even if a psychic's right if somebody turns around and goes like um, tell you what your dad was in dire straits before he died on you you'd be like what why why would you say such things do you know what I mean yeah. I'd be like I mean I've been
0: it, it, it's well, yeah, it, it's yeah. not what it is. It's, so it's like there's there's no there's no grasping people's belief or there no, there's no piquing people's interest if you're just saying very bland things to them. So yeah. if you're just you know I went to a and he says he's really proud of you. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well- yeah. He says he was happy with his life. Okay. That's yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. I, went, I
1: went to see a, um, a tarot card reader in Liverpool recently, like last month. Okay. And the first yeah. half of it was spot on. Um, right. and, and it was terrifyingly good. And then the next half of it was full of all that. If, if I didn't recognise anything or I couldn't place anything, she was like, go home and ask. And I was like, I don't have to. Yeah. I'm 42. I know that we haven't got a Maureen in the family. You know what I mean? It's yeah. stuff like this. Um, it's
0: also, but it's also that's like go home and ask, it's like what? And then we're all going to come back tomorrow and, then I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and
1: I'll
0: tell you, you were wrong then.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah.
0: The show's finished then. It's not. Yeah. Or like I've been to, there's a
1: spiritualist church in Liverpool and they do basically guess who. So um, <coughs> stand up if you know a John, and then 10 people stand up the, who died of cancer, three sit down. They end up with one person. And when they've done that whittling yeah. down, then they yeah, just yeah. say, he's bringing you a rose. And it's like. <laughs>
0: Nothing's happened to you. Rose is a big one with psychics. Yeah. So again, Carol mentions that in the film. She says, did you have a grandmother who died by either the name Rose or had roses on her body? Oh, come on. <laughs> and it was like, well, well, no, actually, with either. But yeah. it, it's, like, it's, it's a fair punt, isn't it? But, you it know, really these is. things, we're, we're all educated enough to sort of see through these tricks now. Yeah. Well, I say most of us, you know. I remember Barry telling me a story. I think it was on the Parapod. He told me of, of having a psychic reading, and he and he, he told me that the person had had said that his dad was ill, but he hadn't realised, and that his and his, his mum was worried about him. So that's what the psychic had said. But he hadn't realised that even when he was telling me what yeah. had happened on the call, he told her that. <laughs>
1: she just fed it back to him and he's like god that's great yeah
0: exactly that and he he was like just blown away by it but again that's uh, going back to the conspiracies thing that happens in an episode of the parapod where i feed barry a story about jfk
1: yes
0: um uh that i say is this conspiracy theory that i subscribe to is what i say so there's this story that's this and then i tell him this story—I can't remember the details of it now—but it was something to do with Marilyn Monroe, and yeah. it was to do with that her brother sold the gun to Lee Harvey Oswald, something yeah. like that. That Lee Harvey Oswald maintained in a previous police interview that he was having an affair with Marilyn Monroe, and they—they they just thought he was delusional yeah. because there was no connection with Kennedy and Monroe at this point. People didn't yeah. know there was a connection there, so I told him all this sort of stuff, and he just went, "That's brilliant!" Yeah, <laughs> straight away. And then I said, and I made it up. I yeah. completely made it up. And he got emotional, didn't he? Remember? He got, yeah, he cried. cried. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't crying sad. He, he, he did. He welled up and was like, yeah. it overwhelmed him. And I think it's because he had a moment of realisation of going, no, he bought a story yeah. that just sounded true. Mm. And it, it, was, it was fiction writing. It was going, right. How do I make the most dramatic sort of oh my god story about this you just yeah. make it up
1: <laughs> but that, that, that's kind of what i mean about the parapod that that exact example there is a great lesson in how gullible is the wrong word and i'm not throwing that at barry i mean how susceptible we are to a story when presented as fact from a reliable source
0: yeah but it's, it's the, the difficulty nowadays is knowing what a reliable source even is because yeah. It's, um, you know, we, we could all pontificate about saying, you know, you need to double check things. You need to make sure you know the truth. and stuff. But where is the truth now? You know, where is that? Mm. Where do you find that? You know, at one point you'd go BBC News and it's like, and I saw BBC News today who were on the in their headlines when we we're recording this. We're doing opinion pieces on Joe Biden and saying things about, is this trouble for Biden? It's like, no, that's not what the BBC is meant to be doing, is it? I thought the yeah. BBC was meant to be stating what the news is, not yeah. not you know, musing over whether this would damage it. Oh, this, a lot of people are criticising this and all that, yeah. you know, that. so so even big C News now I, I take with a pinch of salt because it Definitely, seems to yeah. have moved more towards
1: political leanings and trying to get yeah, swayed. A, a,
0: new, a newspaper, mm. you know, yeah. and a and, and, and newspaper has news in the title, but it's, it's all very biased to whichever you know, political party they subscribe yeah, to and then they flip and change according to who's in fashion, you know. And uh, so, so it's a difficult thing. And, and my personal take on that is just apply as much common sense as yeah. you can to everything. So if something doesn't sound right. It's probably then not. Don't, well, maybe it could be, you know, yeah. r- bizarre things happen. <laughs> Ridiculous <laughs> things happen. Um, you know, you could say, like, well, two planes have flown into the highest buildings in New York. And, like, if you said oh, it, yeah. you're like, that would sure? sound
1: nonsense, of course. Yeah,
0: two, two <laughs> yeah, sure? at the same time.
1: Come yeah. on, five minutes apart.
0: Yeah, but we know it happened. Yeah, you know, we we know that that that, that did happen. <laughs> so. so, on just
1: just to to drag it back to the film, and you know where we're talking yeah. here about um go, go, doing that. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Anyway, bloody alien I'm come I on. promotion. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so when you went into, into East Drive, obviously, yourself and Barry. Now, we know that Barry's a, a, a staunch believer anyway, and although he's, he seems to have opened up his mind more to questioning. Um, obviously, yeah. you're in there with the crew. So what were the crew like? Did they see or believe they'd seen or experienced anything um, which sent them a bit jittery?
0: Well, East Drive's a bad example for that. Okay. Um, uh, so uh, I'll, I'll withhold that, though, because it's part yeah. of the film.
1: Okay, yeah, no spoilers, I appreciate it. That would be a bad
0: example of that but in in other uh, for example uh the ancient ram was an interesting one yes uh, in in regards to the crew because at the ancient ram so weird things happened there in terms of as in the situation was weird uh john humphreys who was the owner of the ancient ram and was very much attached to it you know he was part he was he was the carol of the ancient ram yeah. but he lived there too uh he died the morning that we were filming there so i spoke wow. to his daughter and and said, look, we were, like, we're not going to come. And she went, no, you must. You must come. Mm. You know, John would want you to come. You absolutely should still come and do what you're doing. So we went and shot there that night. A, a touch reluctantly. I felt, again, coming back to being what I consider to be a, a decent boy. A nice boy, yeah. It, just felt, it felt weird running around
1: yeah, somebody's
0: house that died that morning. That's of course, yeah.
1: yeah. Looking not for ghosts as well.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't in the speaker way. It was in a... Uh, common decency way of course yeah (laughs) But his daughter you know and i took her word on it she was adamant she said he would want you to do this so we went there so i was certainly detached anyway that evening and i was kind of keeping my behavior quite strictly in in check that evening and i think barry also felt a little bit i think that was infecting barry as well i think he thought like oh this isn't you know it doesn't feel appropriate we had a psychic with us as well who we didn't tell Okay. John had died. We didn't tell him.
1: That'll be interesting to see how that pans out.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it, well, it, that that narrative doesn't actually uh, occur in the film. Oh, okay. but it, 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 I'm pretty sure it's. Is it on my page? There's a lot of deleted stuff on my page. Yes. From it that, it, it yeah. will it will emerge at some point. That footage. Yeah. Uh, but it's not in the actual movie. Uh, it, it, the the entrance runs relatively condensed in the movie. Um, but that evening, the crew were really freaked out by it as a place. Mm. And it was I only started noticing it quite late on like we, we would film long hours and deep into the night early morning. And about 2 a.m. 3 a.m. I was like, are you all are you alright? Mm. And they were like terrified. I was like, really? And they were like, and, and myself and Barry weren't really feeling that at all. Yeah. Or like, because normally you're in somewhere, I can feel what people are scared of yeah so even though it doesn't doesn't scare me i get it i'm like no i I get it why this is freaking you out i guess i i get what the what that atmosphere is that's making you feel weird i I get i know i I get it yeah um it just doesn't have the effect on me right Uh, normally because i'll take a breath and sort of work it out yeah yeah. Uh, but that evening certainly they were they were all like quite jumpy they were all interesting and it's a creepy. Have you been to the ancient ram? No, Jordan? I've not.
1: We've got it on the list. I haven't as of yet.
0: It, 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 it's a creepy place um, inherently, but also by design as well. You know, yeah, it is course. like, you know, John was from all accounts a very eccentric man, and I don't know what state it's in now. Yeah. this was a couple of years ago we went, but you know, there's like there's taxidermic crows and things, and there's lots of right. things more and lots of spooky stuff all about the place and books. You know, it's a, it's a very unique building. Yeah. So I, I adored it as a builder. I was like, if I could make this structurally sound, I would live here happily. This is brilliant. This <laughs>
1: <Yeah. and laughs> go all in,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. But uh, but yeah, we, we didn't have that at all. And, and Barry has since expanded on that and said, oh, I wasn't scared at all That It's like, well, you, you were. You, you definitely <laughs> were I've got the footage of you not refusing to go to the toilet on your own. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, he went to the toilet in one bit and I said to one of the camera people, just follow him, just go with him. And Barry was playing. He's a big fan of Erasure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he was
0: yeah. playing Erasure songs on his phone <laughs> to, <laughs> to go up And then he came back down and I said, well, was it all right? He went, oh yeah, I've played Erasure on my phone. I went, why would you? I can't clear that for the film. I can't clear music. Why would you do that? It oh, was yeah. terrible. Um, I mean,
1: that's brilliant though, listening to, is it Andy Bell that's trying to put off, scare off yeah, yeah. guys? That's brilliant. So
0: good. So I interviewed so I, 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 Andy Bell once, and I got him to hold a sign up saying "ghosts do not exist." This <laughs> <laughs> is an that's, awful that's crisis, Murray. That's He's ripping some... a hero, calling him an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> ripping
1: someone's soul out—that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, just because uh, I, I can note my broadband's playing up, which it does if I do a long okay. Zoom call, which is just annoying, and I need to just invest in better things. Um, but if I could just, uh, I've just got. Two questions, really, I suppose. Yes. First one is, if you were one out of 100 before you started both the Parapod and the movie, um, in your belief in the paranormal, has that raised at all since completing it? No. Really?
0: No, not at all, no. Ah. I, I, you know, there are, um, again, notwithstanding the events of the film,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which aren't, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of aware, I don't want it to make it sound like, this not is, what happens. <laughs> yeah, there's an hour and forty of me saying nope. Bollocks, <laughs> no, it, it isn't that at all. You know that is not what happens in the film. So there's a um, there's a narrative to the film that is true. It's a true narrative, and there are because I'm not contrary to popular belief. I am not closed-minded. Yeah. I'm not that. I am um, uh, so I'm I, you know if if a ghost was there. I wouldn't, like, right in front of my face, I wouldn't still be going, there's no such thing as ghosts. Mm. I'd be trying to work out how that had happened, and if some trickery was at play and all that, so that would be my first port of call. Yeah. Well, if there was something that was, after due diligence and consideration, completely irrefutable, I'm I'm not, I wouldn't be going, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's no, an I wouldn't.
1: It's an interesting one, that whole idea of, of, them, of them belief, because we had something that happened in the flat, which my partner's really sceptical on everything. So we had a tap <clears> come <throat> on, um, and I say it, it came on on its own, and she's adamant it was the water pressure, something fell on it, but yeah. we both witnessed it come on on its own. And we both have very different versions of events and what took place. And I was all yeah. for it being the believer, and I was like, that was a ghost. Turn the tap on, oh my God, this is amazing. Made up for about an hour. And then it dawned yeah. on me, why am I happy? Because... Basically, if it has turned on on itself, there's something in this flat that can do what it wants when it wants, and that's not an enjoyable thing. Um, and it freaked oh,
0: me well. out for a bit. Yeah, no, I get that. I absolutely get that. And again, that's quite. That, have you not seen the movie? Have you? No. Okay, so that that is um, hugely relevant in the film. Okay. So, so the idea of. Uh, be careful what you wish for.
1: Exactly. Yeah. In,
0: in in both directions. I mean, by the way, I don't mean just okay. believer. I mean the skeptic as well. the The feeling of be careful what you wish for is a huge theme in the film. It's a huge, and and there is stuff in the movie that I, as someone who's very pragmatic and very critical thinking, in that could offer explanations for that certainly could. Yeah. But couldn't conclusively say things about it necessarily that's
1: really interesting yes so so
0: that's that that is certainly a theme that runs through it Mm. and there is a there's a flash moment in that film where um barry the believer in in all this stuff i think well actually i don't don't want to 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 say too much yeah no no it's not that i don't want to put words into his mouth but i think my, my take on it is regrets ever believing any of it oh, and, okay. and and not because he is humiliated and proved wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: But because it, it appears to him and, it, and there was no trickery on my part, by the way, this isn't something that I set up yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, something happens that gives him the proof he's been seeking. Wow. Just him, just him. Mm, and it's, cool. on, it's on film. It's captured on film. And it shakes him up to, I mean, he, he still deals, it's still an issue for him now in his real life. He's still, it very wow. much, but he left the film. That's the truth, that it, it's in the film. He left the film. He couldn't do it anymore because wow. he was so frightened. And we had to, you know, just reconvene and try and work through this. And it happens yeah. relatively quickly within the film because of the nature of what a film is. But well, yeah. there was a phase there where it was like, and, and to be honest with you, I would also, I would counter argue that he never came back the same ever again um from the first part of that film to the to the rest of it and to this day he was never the same after that moment that's in the film
1: that is in all honesty um i've been looking forward to the film anyway i mean I really obviously i have a big fan yeah. but that what you just said there i sent a shiver down my spine because i can only imagine what it is and like i was saying earlier and like what you just perfectly said, actually, you know, throughout the film, it's a case of be careful what you wish for. And like I was saying, when I had something happen here, and I thought, ah, that proves you wrong, sceptic to me partner. And then I thought, what am I doing? Yeah. What a dickhead. If it is something that yeah. can do something.
0: I'll, I'll get them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Again>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Until so, I
0: um, like, I think we might have to move.
1: <laughs> well, this is exactly it. I was like, all happy as Larry when I thought we've got a ghost. And the, the reality of that is not all... It's not sheets and, and booze. It's, um, yeah. you know, it's something very much different. Um, anyway, Ian, um, I want to just quickly run through the list of dates whilst you're on. So you'll just have to watch me say some some dates and times now, which okay, is fun for that, you, of that's course. High,
0: because I just thought, as you said that, I thought, oh, I've not got them in front of me. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. I've got, I wrote it down here. So, guys, if you're listening to this and you're in any of these locations in September, apart from the last one, which is October, you need to go and see this film. That little bit that Ian said at the end there has put, is literally made me want to see this film more than anything else in the world. So go if you're in King's Cross every man,
0: 7th of September. Sale, sold out. Sold
1: oh, all right, yeah, you should that as yeah. they are.
0: <laughs> okay. King's Cross is sold out. Sale, okay. I believe there are still some tickets. I think at the moment, I think there are. Okay, that's
1: 14th. We've got Chorley Little Theatre on the 15th. Some tickets left. Okay. I should have wrote this down also. Nottingham no, Savoy fine. on the 16th. Nearly full. Okay. Stockton on Tees Arc on the 17th. Some tickets left. Okay. Leeds carriage work on the ninth. even on the nineteenth, last time I looked, there were three tickets. There you go. So if you if you've got a if you your partner and that very
0: what was that? Sorry, it's a big room that as well. So yeah, it's, I, th- I think there were three tickets left the last time I looked. But yeah, you're right. Take your partner and your dog because we, do we do charge admission for pets. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Or do you, your partner, and the, the,
1: the ghost who turns the tap on take them? Exactly um, that. Yeah. <laughs> Glasgow, every man the 21st?
0: Sold out. Sold out. And Bristol, every man the 27th? Uh, I think it's half, maybe three quarters. That's, that's a slow seller, that one. But it's because we've done Bristol before. So we sold it yeah. out last time.
1: I've seen that and on your wrote, Patreon.
0: I rather stupidly thought, oh, we can just do it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll want to see it twice. I bloody would. Um,
0: and might be a little bit.
1: Okay. And the last one is on the th- Halloween. It's Halloween. Halloween itself, the 31st of October, a special one at the Birmingham Mac. Was it M A C? Yeah. I don't know. Mac It is Mac.
0: It is Mac. Um, it's com- completely sold
1: out. Yeah. Complete. Oh well, there you go. Completely sold out. I'm sold not surprised because yeah. that's a uh,
0: big night. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a big night, that one. It really is. So um,
0: so the 27th, though, there's the night that we're in Bristol, mm. is the date, I mean, sort of the changes, all these things are. But at the moment, that's meant to be the date that it's released VOD as well, so Video On Demand. So that'll be the date. that, And obviously, if you follow the PowerPoint on Twitter or whatever or any social media, wherever you get your information from, you'll find it. Um, That's when it'll be available in the UK. And I think it's the first week. Is it the first week? It's, it's at some point in November. It's yeah. also distributed in the US on demand as well. Do you know where um, that's where, Is it Amazon or is it... Um, the I've got part? no... I, I would imagine it will be a number of places. Okay. So I don't think it will be exclusively one place, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I think it will be a number of places that it will be available from. I'm not... I'm not up to speed with the platforms that they're using. Right. All I know is this company in the UK and there's a company in the US now. It's, yeah. you know, it has distribution with both of them. So it's it's certainly released in the UK in September. It's certainly released, certainly in inverted commas, yeah. certainly <laughs> released in the US in November. Um, but as far as I know, everything's good to go. You know, Amazing. I, I've delivered it all from this side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've done your part. maybe not there it's nothing I've done (laughs) yeah
1: exactly yeah it's um it's it's funny actually because I hounded the everyman in Liverpool last time round before the pandemic to show it and um with little trying to be funny things like hello everyman I've just washed my feet are you going to show the parapod until you eventually put it on and um and the the person on their social media had like a good bit of banter back and forth with me like oh that's nice your feet must smell lovely yes we're going to get it on don't worry and this time round, I sent them one tweet that said, hello, long time no speak. I've just cut me hair. Are you going to show the Parapod again? And they must have furloughed the last guy. And I just got, please check our website for new releases. And I was like, oh, fucking it <laughs> hell.
0: It's a difficult one, isn't it? It's, 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 it's so that, you know, you try and cut people flat. really. It's a difficult one. We've all been through this horrendous experience. So we're still going through it in some ways, but... Um, yeah, this horrendous experience. It's you know you got to cut people's slack a little bit, but it's you know it was tremendously frustrating. I'm not saying I'm the only victim of all this. But it was tremendously <laughs> frustrating to, to start something that seemed to be going exactly right and then have it cruelly cut off. Yeah. Same as everybody in the world.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, okay. so
0: relaunching, it's, it's been quite. It has been relatively difficult to relaunch, but you know I'm I'm very great you know grateful to the people that have bought tickets already to the support that we have both in real life and on patreon as well certainly for myself and my patreon page it, it certainly um has been the wind beneath my wings as it were and i'm just i'm doing i'm working flat out yeah as i have done for this entire period of time if you're on my patron, you know as you know I, yeah people know that <laughs> i have worked yeah just to, just to
1: um just to give a shout out for your patron as well which i've, I've made a note of here so it's your patrons um patreon.com forward slash infinite hermit no it's ian
0: right? Bolsworth.
1: ian Bolsworth. sorry the the page it's is it's called infinite pairs yeah
0: yeah so, so it's terms. i-a-n-b-o-l-d-s-w-o-r-t-h so it's my and name patreon.com forward slash ian bowlsworth and it's yeah. uh it's not it's not just the parapod stuff you know there's, there's plenty, the entire making of the film is on there really like, this
1: is what i was going to say there's that many deleted yeah. scenes that you could literally yeah. watch oh, I, I timed it earlier it's well like close to if not over an hour's worth of deleted scenes and all, all extra bits is, is that
0: all but, it is I, t- I thought it would be more than that well to be honest
1: I, when i got to an hour i stopped and just wrote down say over an hour <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So um, um, I, uh, what I do know is there are two movies worth of deleted scenes for you. the power of that film. Yeah. I don't mean we're going to make them into movies, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but there is. And a lot of that I've not yet been able to release on Patreon because it's spoilery. So, oh, OK, so there's a you know, they're just the deleted scenes that don't ruin the film.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, I see. That,
0: and also on your on
1: Patreon it. as well. Anyone who's a Parapod fan who's listened to this and like, yeah, I'd, like that's Ian Bowlesworth from the Parapod. Um, there's also on your Patreon as well, and on Barry's Patreon too. That you both uh, do a, now a new podcast ideas man, which is released on a Monday. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I haven't listened to today's episode, but it's hysterical. And you're the proud owner of <laughs> some IP now.
0: Yeah, yeah, but well, the premise of the show is that Barry brings me um, an idea every week, and I'm a fictional TV executive. So you've been. <laughs> TV ideas, and then uh, we sort of expanded that to just product ideas as well. So I just yes. basically, similar to how I would dissect his belief on Go, so I dissect his idea that he's had. Yeah. Um, and a few weeks ago, he said he had an idea for a superhero franchise, and he said these ghastly, <laughs> rubbish characters, yes. which I then said, um, how much do you want for him? And he said 10 grand, and I went, that was ridiculous. I'm not paying 10 grand for something that's just an idea in your head. I said, I'm thinking more 10p, and he agreed to that. And I went, but I mean it if I pay it, I I, have, I then own this. He went, Yes, fine, it's fine. So I, I transferred 10p there and then in, in, the, in the court, and uh, and now own the IP. And uh, one of the characters that he came up with was called Cactus Man, which I've since <laughs> so put on t shirts, and I'm in the process of I've done like what i've done like about 15 pages of a graphic novel of it i've, I've written the entire story and i've written it and it's and i'm i'm genuinely proud of it it's like really, it's really funny so i've got that going on in conjunction with a of animated series that's ongoing rocky um, robots I, yeah the rocky robot show yeah. which i the, the first episode of which is on my patreon at the moment it'll be wider you know at some point but uh again just something that when I was unable to to do to go and do screenings and all the rest of it, when I, you know, I couldn't go out and do stuff. Yeah. Um, or when there was a limit in, in what I could put out into the world. Yeah. Um, I taught myself animation and, uh, and I, I reconvened with two people I used to work with many years ago, John Williams and Rob Rouse and me and John wrote it and Rob did all the music for it. And I've just taught myself anim- and we all voice it, you know, we do the voices.
1: Yeah.
0: And we've made a cartoon, which again, I'm very, very proud of. And I'm working hard. I'm actually doing that today. Later on, I'm doing some more on that. Um, so, yeah, so it's a, I'm, I'm very, I am, I'm proud of my Patreon. I'm proud should of that. Be, yeah. And, and that, that, again, so as a final tie I suppose, uh, that happened because I followed my instincts on what I wanted to do. So yeah. it was like, I don't want really to do stand-up. I want to cultivate and curate the situation myself. So I'm going to do that. So I, so I started Patreon and built it and, and did that. And it was like, okay, this is worked. Now I don't need to do stand-up because I can fund myself this way. And, and it's yeah. a direct transaction with me and the audience. Then something happens, as happened in 2020, and I'm just sat there going, "Imagine if I was doing gigs. Imagine if I was still Christ, yeah, reliant on gigs. Now that wasn't because I saw it coming.
1: Yeah, yeah that
0: was like, oh, one day we won't be allowed to do gigs. it.' Wasn't that? Yeah. <laughs> it was I followed my instincts with it, and it kind of worked out. I mean, obviously there was I, I took a hit, same as everyone, but yeah. and which is. Part and parcel of why I've worked so hard in that time, you know, harder than usual. And I flatter myself that I work hard anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh but yeah, it kind of worked out. It was it became a sort of quite a uh it, it was a huge when I say wind beneath my wings about it, it really yeah. was that. It, it 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 kept me safe in that in that time. And I have every empathy and sympathy for people that it that it didn't, you know, it's of course, not, yeah. I always feel weird whining about the screenings being cancelled and all that. So, you know, it always feels odd to go, Oh, this is so unfair situation. Mm. And I, and I feel odd about when there's a celebratory aspect to, Hey, the lockdown's finished and all that. When people celebrate that. Yeah. I think somewhere in all this, it's got lost quite what a fucking tragedy this has yeah, been. Yeah, of course, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and, I've lost people who were close. I was close to, you know, you know. My, my dad died the week before. If you remember, it was like yeah, the week yeah, before, before the lockdown. We, we just managed to do his funeral just yeah before the lockdown. So he, you know, he tapped out with exquisite timing. My dad did. It you know, was like yeah. perfect how he did it. Um, again, not intentionally, but you know, it worked out all right for him in that respect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 reluctant to whine too much about it, and I'm reluctant to. Be, but hey, it's such a big on, project, hey, though,
1: it, isn't it? You know, I mean, you've put you've put the last X amount of years into your life into this project. So to see, to get to that almost final it, stage, it must have it been is, killer, like
0: it is. But do you know what? Okay, what? What the? And I'm I'm not I'm honestly not pleading for sympathy in, in, at, at all. I'm not. It yeah. isn't an emotional blackmail thing. <laughs> it's so difficult to promote something that's that's relaunching. Yeah, when you have those feelings yourself. So, so when when you don't feel like you can go, come on, we can all go. That we can do it now. We can do. It. Yeah. It's hard to do that when you, when your feelings are one of like, just just slowly get back to normal. If you can, you know, what, what, yeah. whatever passes is normal now. Just slowly get back to that. Don't make a big song and dance about it. But I'm required at the minute
1: to be all uh, to to, be,
0: to song and dance. Yeah, you know yeah. that these screenings are on. So. So it makes it hard. So it's a pleasure speaking with you. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, oh, it's a pleasure speaking with someone who gets welcome. it and yeah. understands that. And I hope I've not, um, you know, I, I hope I've not come across as as the enemy. No, <laughs> you, you, you have actually. I'm, I'm not even going to put but this I, out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. As if.
0: Well, what I say to you and all your listeners is bring it on, mate. <laughs> You want to have an argument with me about like, ghosts? Come to the screenings, mate. Come down. Uh, I'll have an argument with you. Do yeah, yeah. No,
1: definitely do. But um sincerely though, you know, I really want to. You know I, know, I know through following you on Patreon and obviously the effort and time that you put on into to your own personal projects that uh, your time is, is you, you you know it's, it's the rarest of commodities at the minute. So I sincerely appreciate you taking the time just to come on this show. So. Thank you very much. I just,
0: I, just don't like, I just don't like wasting it and this hasn't been a waste. So oh. no, no problem at all. that's no problem at all.
1: Good. Well, um, thank you very much. And um, so, yeah, everyone go and watch the bastard film because <laughs> yeah, I want yeah, to see it immediately. <laughs> and call the bastard it the film. Bastard film. <laughs> yeah, and watch it off the back of this interview as opposed to whatever that start and advert that I've done, which may not even be on there. But anyway, go and of watch everything. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, no, sincerely, Ian, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. pleasure um, you. And, you know, I, I'm just nothing but thank you for doing it, really.
0: Absolute pleasure. Same to you, man. Thank you.
1: Cheers, Ian.